0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. (laughs) It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on W.I.L.K.
0: good morning good morning how, are, how
1: are, you are you today doing i'm doing fine i also noticed driving here that all of the leaves are really getting into wonderful colors they're yeah, blossoming you know I,
0: I don't know why I, i'm going to tell you going to tell you why i didn't pay attention because what? i was focused on the road because i was on the phone which i usually am so uh-huh. i tend not to stray if i'm doing that talking to my brother timmy yes who lives in jupiter florida who is had to evacuate his home which is only about not even a mile inland and um he is a couple more miles inland and i spoke to him and i said timmy are you here i am asking a 51 year old big strapping guy are you afraid (laughs) (laughs) and he said no but yesterday Mm -hmm. last night i had to run out and get things and joanne was saying you know we have to do this so i got a little nervous about it all he said but we're you know we boarded up the front window and did what we had to do and he said we're out of there and he said which blew my mind that they told them which now you're listening to us on thursday night but they told him that it's starting about 10 o'clock tonight but they said that the power could be out for up to a month Mm -hmm. which i can't even imagine that
1: no, my I spoke to my brother about it too because you know he's um, five miles inland and from Fort Lauderdale in uh, Margate. Right, and so he fortunately. Uh, purchased those hurricane shutter Shutter's things thing. years ago uh-huh. because the first year he moved there he got into uh hurricane andrew and all the other massive that that whole there were two or three of them that year hurricane andrew he said he was always excited because he's always been a nut about weather he loves weather stuff he was so excited when he heard that they were having a hurricane <laughs> and he said not anymore no, <laughs> no. Scared. that was That's enough he said it was horrible he yeah. just could not believe the sound of the oh wind my God. he said it was just unbelievable and fortunately they did everything they were told to do they got into the innermost room in the house and they had uh, water in the bathtub so that they would have water oh. and then they also had all kinds of mattresses on the floor and everywhere else to try to blunt any kind of you know severe craziness going on he said it just went on forever and it did take them weeks before they ever got any power back it was awful
0: i mean there's you know you live in those those states or when you live in the you choose to move to the sunset sun sunshine state (laughs) yes (laughs) um you those are the you know the risks with the reward of the sun all the time it's damn scary when these that's things happen that's what i said happen.
1: you know it's when paradise becomes hell yeah for a couple really days. hello yeah so that's it's not fun but i hope everyone i hope there's minimal if any oh, God, amount please. of um, tragedy and death because of this but it looks like it's one hell Flopper of a storm of a storm mm-hmm. yeah it's scary yeah so um, where did we all go in the last week? We usually have some place to say that we've been. I think we've been pretty low
0: key. No, we were together again. Do you know, we, uh, we keep forgetting keep this every single time, but we were this week, remember? Because Pat was with us. Yeah. And it, we were out, and I can, you know, I have to scroll through my um, things of what I did to understand where uh, we were. But didn't we go out last Thursday night? Yes, we
1: did. As a matter of fact, he said to me this morning. He said, he said, what day is today? I said, today is Thursday. Don't we usually go out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, why does he remember that? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know, but I will tell you, uh, success beyond success. Think the good Lord was the first ever Remembrance Walk for Hospice on Saturday morning. It was absolutely all we wanted it to be. There good. were over 300 people. Um, it was a beautiful, it was, I mean, in, as far as the weather, it was warm. It didn't rain. It was a little overcast, but no rain, thank God, because it had rained so many days before. Mm-hmm. And everything worked out beautifully. The people were great. The stories I heard from people who were there. And then we had a red balloon release um, that everybody got. And um, there was a prayer said. And then on the count of three, the balloons were released in memory of whomever you were there for. And then Jack Martin, who was the DJ, played for 99 red balloons go Oh nice. right after. It was... I can't even... Everybody cried. It was so... Touching and moving.
1: Yeah,
0: it, it was it was just unbelievable. Did you find a muralist? Yes, I did. At the last minute, Catherine squoven from uh, Spirited Art helped me out, and I got uh, her organization to come with these. The she came and set up, and the two of her artists were there, who were wonderful, and they did a great job. So we're very happy Yay. that we were able to do that. That was so important for me to have there because I think that pieces of art that are in remembrance of something you do it just when you look. At it, it takes you back to that, mm-hmm. and I with everyone's little notes and hearts, it was just it was lovely. And Catherine, and I don't know if she knows this or not, but she sent me a few photos from that she took. And there was a picture of Dr. Bucci, Dr. Bucci's idea was to start Hospice of the Sacred right. Heart, and he is pictured in the photo, uh, his, he was the only one doing it. Painting a red heart on the mural, and it was Dr. Bucci, and I don't think she knew that, but it was so neat that that came over that way, and it was yeah, him doing it. So that's good. Um, yeah, and uh, Monsignor or Monsignor Bishop Timlin was there, and he was wonderful. God bless him. He said to Jack Martin when the balloons were going up in the air, he said, "Well, I can tell you, Jack, I'm glad I'm not flying my airplane today." <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was wonderful. It was just. A perfect day so we were well, very happy I, I do remember that
1: when my uncle was there at the hospice um, he Bishop Timlin came in just about every day and walked around to all the different people in in every room and um, gave, asked permission to just say a prayer if they wanted to and most people did there were some people not of the Catholic faith that even you know they just said yeah prayer is prayer prayer Mm -hmm. is prayer and that's what he did and it was just nice to see him do that he's
0: always there yep we love him and he does wonderful work for us and people just feel so comforted Mm -hmm. regardless of their faith right but we get most clergy in there most you know rabbis and protestant ministers and stuff come in so it's but bishop timlin is there all the time Mm So we did go to Russell's last week. I uh, know. I Thank you for remembering. <laughs> was that Friday or Thursday? Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I think it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Yes. Because yes, remember, so. you and I scooted out of here and went over to Mrs. Scanlon's for a bowl of oh, soup. Oh, that's right. And then right, we decided we to go up to Russell's that night, yeah. at which place we saw our good dear friend Jerry Weinberger not once but twice. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> We were teasing him and sitting next to him. And so. we also
1: have to acknowledge that we had uh, Mr. Tim Farrell, CPA. Oh, yeah. There. He was hanging and at Rich Post, Mr. Banker, Rich Post. Yeah, and, and Beno um, Bavard was sitting us. Beno, ne- I don't know how you pronounce his name. I think Bino. so. Yeah. Okay, Beno Bavard was there as well. So there are a lot of folks there that we knew. It's kind of like a little... Uh, hometown hello
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was, yeah, nice. it was a good night it was and the food was great as it always
0: is and di was on his best behavior oh yes he was uh-huh
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, so thank you for remembering that because yeah. i didn't have it in my phone to go back so no i knew you you're right we i knew we did because we somewhere. planned it last minute and yes we did that was it so and then we have the which will be over by the time you listen but the hundred for hundred drawing at the C- cultural center and that's great because there's three prizes. Three, well, there's a lot of prizes mm-hmm. valued over 100 or more, but yep. the big cash prizes are $2,500, 5000 or $10,000. Yep, and Patrick thinks we've got the winning ticket. Oh, for does the he? 10. Well, good. Yeah, it's so. good to feel that yeah, way. Yeah, he said that. Somebody does. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has it. Well, yeah, that's the point. Somebody's got to win it. And why not us? And that's I have to wish it. a big happy birthday to my gr- my godchild, and my youngest nephew Jack Cadden. He is eight years old today, mm. and and he's a good boy. And so we are going over to his house tonight for a while for his birthday party. That's so happy good. birthday, Jackie Boy Cadden that's your brother my brother Jim's. jimmy's youngest son yes. jimmy has four boys and a girl and jack is the baby okay and he's my godson mm-hmm. uh, so old is two. your niece mary kate is 17 huh. and jack and my oldest son t- my oldest son my well my oldest nephew timothy and his younger brother jack also have celiac Oh, mm-hmm.
1: okay. So, we so know when it's Jimmy genetic. called me
0: to invite me, he said, we're having pizza. And we're having, I said, w- will you be having gluten-free pizza? And he goes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was so cute when he found out Yay. that I was, I had celiac. Mm-hmm. And they, there's like this kinship you get when someone else is because you, you're like, oh, my God, you have it too. Jack said to his father, Dad, is Aunt Lulu 100% gluten-free? <laughs> Here he is, little seven-year-old. Is she a hundred percent gluten-free? <laughs> he, he meant, did she get tested? Does she know she has it? that hundred percent gluten-free. That's good, and that's what they call me, Lulu, as you know. I I didn't know that. Till yeah, you just that's my it. nickname. My oldest Timothy, my oldest nephew, yes. could not say laurie so he used to call me Lulu when he was a little kid, and mm-hmm. it just stuck. Mm-hmm. So that's and so I've decided. And of course, then I got my dog, and I named my second dog Lulu just because I love the name. And then I decided that if I'm ever blessed with grandchildren, of course, many, many, many years from now, because <laughs> when you're thirty, it's young to be oh grandmother. Yeah, right. That will be what I want them to call me. Grandma Lulu? No, 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 Grandma. Lulu. That's going to oh, be the name. okay.
1: I love that. All right. And I understand you went to visit a certain kitten this week.
0: <sighs> did you have to <laughs> say that? Yes. <laughs> yes I, I did have to say it. I went up to see the little guy uh, yesterday, on uh-huh. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And he's adorable. Yeah. But I just don't know if I can do it. She's
1: Confused.
0: Yes. Not I sure. want. The, I want to take it so bad. I know. I'm so nervous of because I've never had a cat and all the responsibility. I just don't know if I could do it now I was thinking and because that. I don't care what anyone says cats and dogs yes 100% difference yeah. still a major responsibility Absolutely. and still another thing in your home yep. that's changed now that you've got to both adapt you've got to adapt to they have ad- to adapt to you so it's a little I just have to make sure I'm doing right for the animal that's the right. thing I mean I'm, I'm animal free now for since March mm-hmm. and um, you know I I said I haven't had not had an animal since 2001 so it's a long time
1: I was thinking of that this morning when I was with my two wild, crazy guys, because... When they're waiting at your door for you when you wake up in the morning. Oh, that's a given. That's all the time. And then they fly down the steps, right? Fly down steps. They all assume positions. I get the stuff out. (laughs) We throw the things, and we... Yeah, we got it down to a routine, and man, do they love the routine. It's very important to animals to have the routine. Right. All right, so we had a... uh, And what is my
0: life not... A routine right all right but you did when you had lulu you had all that i stuff. know but and that was the sad part she was alone so much you know it just it's not good well, maybe you have to get two cats i know never mind no. all right but this
1: morning we had um a, a guy come in who did some repair work on uh, some of the electronics that i had we got new carpeting a couple weeks back and so i had to disengage all the parts of that stuff and, and take them somewhere because they had to move the furniture out of the room well now me trying to put it all back together again was a joke Ugh. i mean i got it to work but it was not very efficient way to work so i had somebody come over to, to oh, thank do all God. that well because the person was a male person the one cat i don't understand why absolutely is terrified of other men in the house Obviously. which one um hobs okay. the silver one the gray one wow and i noticed after a while that calvin was just in the middle of everything like he always is and i thought wait a minute there's no hobs around here so then i realized i went downstairs in the basement and what he does is he goes Power. behind the furnace against the wall and just <sighs> sits there Aww. scared to death
0: Aww. and i have no idea why They're because mysterious, that's it's the just beauty weird. of them but there you are so. so up next we have a wonderful woman going we do to join indeed. us I
1: wanted to say who she is before we break yes dr karen arscott who is a as she said surviving lung cancer and also a full-time uh, professor at the uh, commonwealth medical college there we go and so she has lots to tell us okay we'll be
0: right back you're listening to Larry lynn Show.
1: Here's Laurie and Lynn.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the
1: president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women.
0: Available on Amazon.com. Thank you very much. You You Mm -hmm. said it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and today we
1: have with us a very special guest. This is um, an unusual situation, but this is a month where we actually have five Saturdays. Yay! So we have an extra an extra day in there for us to talk to some people that we kind of uh, wish we could bring in every now and then. So my our guest today is Dr. Karen R. Scott, who is, has graduated from the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine and is board certified in neuromuscular medicine. Dr. R. Scott has a private practice in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. From February 2004 through September 2012, she's held the position of program director for the physician assistant program at Marywood University since two- 2008, she's been a leader with the Northeast Central Pennsylvania Interprofessional Education Coalition. Serving as Scranton's Regional Director and since 2014 as Chair of the Coalition, in October 2012, Dr. R. Scott was appointed to a full-time position as Associate Professor in Medicine at the Commonwealth Medical, uh, Medical College. She has presented nationally and internationally on interprofessional education. Um, in addition to her position at TCMC, Dr. R. Scott, Dr. R. Scott taught the addiction and the family segment for the student assistant program in Lackawanna and Wayne County counties for five years. Uh, the other thing that I think is important to note here, and we can go through all the wonderful things that she's done, is she's a lung cancer survivor. And she's very involved in that, the promotion of that uh, disease and it's elimination, which would be a good way to put it. Um, And we're going to talk about all of that in just a minute. She was named Northeast Woman in June 2008 and received the Marywood Alumni Award for Excellence in Health and Human Services in June of 2001. And in 2015, the students at TCMC nominated and voted her the recipient of the Leonard tau humanism in medicine faculty award and she was inducted into the arnold g go p gold foundation she lives in waverly with her husband dr james t r scott and welcome
0: karen thank you good to be here today karen I okay. could take up your whole time just talking about your i told wonderful yeah. i did shorten it i did shorten it wow <laughs> now i have a question can you please tell people right up front because i never knew this until my good friend john carney told me so i think it's important to understand the difference between a do and 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 an md okay sure um so a do the it's just a philosophical difference
2: really and some some tools of the trade difference Mm -hmm. so a do the philosophy of osteopathic medicine is that the body has unbelievable abilities to heal itself and that as an osteopathic physician we help the body heal itself, whether that be with prescriptions or surgery, patient education, or osteopathic manipulative medicine. Mm -hmm. So we learn different techniques through the first two years of medicine uh, on how to help the, the structure of the body regain normalcy so that it functions the way it was designed to function. So osteopathic physicians learn all of the usual medical school information everything that mds or allopaths learn Uh, but in addition to that they learn osteopathic manipulative medicine techniques um, just to help again with the structure of the body
0: okay i think that's neat yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Because yeah. I never, I had no, I never understood that, and I just used to see it and think, well, what the heck is the difference? And having lived in Philadelphia for about seven years, knowing where the school was and always seeing it mm-hmm. and thinking about it, I just never knew what that was. And one day, John Carney, who's the chairman of the board of the medical college, said. Um, the philadelphia osteopathic said he told me what and i was fascinated because i i mean i never even never even thought to ask but i just think it's neat to understand the the the, the differences Which
2: and what's really, really cool is the commonwealth medical college is an md institution but they have do's on faculty yeah that's very nice. rare and very nice Isn't and it's it just, so that is a rare thing then it is it's rare you would you don't have mds on osteopathic medical schools too often and you okay. don't have do's on we're trying to, to to merge a little bit more there's a unified uh crediting body now for residencies that has mm-hmm. been voted in so i and i think it's good that that we get to know each other a little bit better i think that's yeah. great yes wonderful is good. good
1: good question
2: yeah there yeah. you go
1: so let's talk about um first of all i think a lot of people would like to know your
2: story about your um experience with lung cancer how did that happen sure so um So, first of all, I have no known risk factors for lung cancer. And I was, it was 10 years ago, I was 46 years old. And I was having trouble with my right hand and couldn't find out what the problem was. I went through so many different tests. And it was a couple months of testing, going to different doctors that I know personally, and couldn't find the answer. Finally, Someone said, "Let's just check an MRI of uh, your brachial plexus, which is the, you know, the blood vessels and the nerves and such going into your into your right arm." And so I went for that. And when they did that, they there was a nodule in my right upper right upper lung field and it wasn't anywhere near anything so it had nothing to do with my hand and so um they said huh that's interesting and again since i had no risk factors and it was really small they said it's probably just an incidental finding but i was told to have a follow-up cat scan in four to six months so in the meantime my right hand is just getting and i'm right hand dominant and my right hand's getting you know, worse and worse. I'm just having trouble with it. It's, it's, it hurts and it's, it's getting bluish in color and Jeez, I'm losing nice. the use of my right hand and nobody can find the reason for it. So along comes my five, you know, I'm hitting the four month time that I have to have this CAT scan. And I said, let me go have a 3D imaging CAT scan uh, so that I could look at my whole brachial plexus again, again, the nerves and everything from a different, in a diff- with a different technique. And I'll have that nodule checked at the same time, not really thinking anything of it. So I go for that imaging at five months and, um, that nodule had doubled in size and oh now had spicules coming off of it. Oh and I remember I was there by myself and I said to the tech when I went in, I said, I'm a physician. I want to see, I see my image? I've never seen a 3d cat scan image before. And they said, sure, no problem. You know? So I walked around to look at it oh my God. and I went, Oh my gosh, like I have lung cancer, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, no. um, you know, I saw a pulmonologist in the area and, um, you know, who confirmed it and, um, and I had my, and I was considered a stage one incidental finding. Mm. It was just an incidental no finding. no smoking or any, nope, any no risk, risk factors, not that I, not that we're aware of. No, okay. i never, no, this is, I'm a never smoker. Okay. I'm a 46 year old woman, so really healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing spinning class all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, Thin, you know, the whole night
0: doing night everything, night. you know, yes. I'm mm-hmm.
2: just taking it, eat healthy. I do everything right, right? So, so anyway, and I still remember my husband who's an anesthesiologist, I remember standing in the kitchen of our house and he looked at me and said, lung cancer where did that come from and i
0: said (laughs) you know so uh, (laughs) as only two physicians could have this conversation because it's almost so like unremarkable i would have been like on the floor somewhere like like, with the diagnosis like that yeah scary you're just like
2: well you know so you're a physician you think well something's going to get you at some point in your life right but i know (laughs) but i gotta tell you never would have expected that one because we were in the same you know, in the same place that most people are, that since I didn't have any risk factors, since I never smoked and no secondhand smoke either. My parents didn't smoke, my husband doesn't smoke. You know, like I had no risk factors. I thought that's one of the cancers that I'm pretty safe from, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get that. So, because I was ignorant to the facts, uh, like most, most of us are, both mm-hmm. both um, healthcare providers and lay population. And so, um, so I had a surgery, surgical cure, um, but 16 months later, I had a recurrence of that lung cancer in the middle of my chest, in the lymph nodes. So now I'm a stage three, and my my you know my risks are really bad. Um, and so uh, the uh, I went to my doctor, and now I'm 48 years old. And I said, hit me with everything you have. Said I'm going to hit you with everything, including the kitchen sink. And oh. I said, okay. So I was in Boston for my surgery because when my initial when my initial uh diagnosis came that was the only place i could have the the uh the you know surgery so you know you you can get it around here now but then you couldn't okay and so um i went there but i had my chemo and radiation and my surgery and my chemo and radiation here in the local area i had my surgery at brigham and women's in boston uh so i am now um you know nine years out from that recurrence. And so 9 years ago I had anywhere depending upon who you look at a 10 to 15% 5-year survival. Oh. And
0: so I'm very fortunate. Is it because of <coughs> the t- is it because of the twice being hit or the second being the third stage? The, the third stage, the third okay. stage. And so and so the, the
2: thing, when I, you know, here I am a physician and I'm up on all my CME credits and teaching and healthcare and I was totally unaware that 20% of those diagnosed with lung cancer are never smokers. And it's the fastest growing demographic mm-hmm. and that young women, yeah, women in yeah. particular are at high risk. And so, and 60% of those diagnosed are people who are, who already quit so 80 percent of those diagnosed with lung cancer are non-smokers currently okay and so you know as as a physician we tell our patients to quit smoke smoking's bad i'm just going to say that right out smoking Mm -hmm. is bad there's the only benefit to it is to big tobacco and our government who gets taxes but otherwise tobacco is really bad for everybody it causes so many health concerns um but we all know people who smoke for 60 years and they're and fine and they don't get lung cancer. There is a disconnect. And so I was unaware that, you know, because of the stigma attached to lung cancer though, it really was the one cancer that was kind of left behind when war was declared on lung cancer back in the early 70s. If you all remember, we're gonna have war on, ca- lung, on cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And you, so the mortality of lung cancer has not changed significantly in over 40 years. Wow.
0: Do you think though, it's kind of gets the, it becomes the redhead stepchild because it, and I think that's a good way to look at that, because they do, they always blame it or they tend to blame it on a lifestyle of getting <coughs> rid of smoking or Correct. that that is what it is. And they say, stop smoking and that's it. Right. And the thing is, if if everybody stopped smoking today, lung There's cancer still be wouldn't lung cancer. stop. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's not Because 20% are never smokers. No right. known risk factors. We really don't know why. And so I'm epidermal growth factor receptor positive, so I have a tumor marker. Who knows why I have a tumor marker? I am the only member of my family to have lung cancer. So, And I'm sure I had distant relatives who smoked and such. You know, I'm, 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 yes. I don't know, but I'm sure. But yet I'm the only member of my family that either, you know,
0: my parents that has lung cancer do you do you because of that karen and this may be personal so if it is say i really don't want to answer that but do you live in fear of having it come back when you once you're diagnosed and cured does that fear stay with you daily or do you just learn to like keep it behind it's back here but you don't dwell on it daily oh i don't dwell on it
2: daily but is it there so i go annually for checkups because i still have nodules that are dormant that haven't changed but i have to tell you that you know, when when it first happened to me, I got to know some other women who were the same age as me, were all diagnosed at about the same time. I am the only one who is either alive or not stage four. Wow. They have all gone on to progress. So yeah, so just knowing that I have to, it, you know, so I keep it kind of in the back unless, you know, so if I get a cough or something, yeah, and it's pneumonia, you know, or if I get anything like that, immediately I think of that. When I go annually for my checkup of course, then I think about it. Yep. You know, so it's, it's so it's I think that all cancer people feel that way though all cancer survivors feel and I use survivor kind of that's kind of an interesting term because maybe it's surviving yeah. is a better mm-hmm. word. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that that's, you know, that's 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 part of it. But we have to end the stigma. The thing that I really want to say is that there's screening available. Yeah. That is so important that a lot of people, both healthcare providers and lay public, do not know
0: that screening is covered by most insurance at this point. And we're going to continue to talk about that. So we're going to be right back. Our guest this morning is Dr. Karen Arscott. We'll be right back.
1: Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, my name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com.
0: And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And we're having a wonderful discussion, not about a wonderful subject, but a wonderful discussion nonetheless with Dr. Karen Ars. Scott, who is a, we said, is surviving lung cancer not once but twice. And uh, is it nine years you said, Karen? I'm 10 years out now. 10 years. Oh, man. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. Oh, man. So, anyway, we were talking when we took the break. You want to really people to understand the importance and the availability of screening for breast for excuse me for lung cancer right now like you screen for breast cancer i was getting those in but please tell everybody what that what they can do
2: sure screening has really helped with the mortality of both colon cancer breast cancer anything that you can screen so lung cancer now there is low dose ct uh screening available most insurance companies including medicare medicaid pay for it and so if you are between the ages of 55 and 74 or 80, depending upon you know, your, 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 your insurance, uh, between 55 and 80, we'll say, and you have a 30 pack year smoking history. So that's a pack a day for 30 years, or two packs a day for 15 years, half a pack a day for 60 years, all equal 30 pack years. And you, have, you are either still smoking or you quit within 15 years you are eligible for screening and really you're going to have to ask for it because I'm going to say just a lot of healthcare providers don't know that much about the screening yet and so please ask for it go for it because if if you're still smoking or you quit and you're within that category now if you're let's say you quit and you're 25 pack years, so you don't fall within that category. You can get screened at different places for 100 or or $150. You can get a low-dose CT scan. Again, not that much money, right. and really, uh, screening is going to save lives, and that's what we need to do. We need to save lives, and um, that's, that's, that's the key. We need to get the word out about screening.
0: Karen, when you look back now on this, though, do you think to yourself, I wish I just... Was my, uh, I wish I went sooner when I, they f- originally saw that at coincidentally, uh, <coughs> or uh, even if you did, what do you feel about that? Cause that would make me ang- personally, I'd be angry yeah. that I didn't with myself and with the uh, advice I was given.
2: Well, so first of all, I, I went really once, once I saw it. So I found there was the nodule being a physician. I looked at that nodule initially and I, it was, it was so small there's incidental not we all have incidental nodules our, our lungs are amazing you're breathing something you know like whatever and, and it'll just wall it off you know and just tuck it away and it's fine and it doesn't cause any trouble so if we scan everybody there's going to be incidental nodules found okay so so when i looked at it i really wasn't concerned because i now i have to say if i knew the statistics of the 20 percent never smoker, younger women, which 46 is younger um, with lung cancer, maybe then I would have been more concerned. At the time, I didn't know. Now, once, once I saw that it had doubled in size, Too
0: I had my sad. surgery
2: within um, <sighs> in less than a month. So it went really fast after that. So, And then they followed me. I was on, the other thing that I ask people all the time if they are diagnosed with lung cancer and they have the surgery, what's their, um, you know, what, how, do, how are they followed up? So I got CAT scans every four months after my initial surgery. And now I've talked to people who are on every six months and really that should probably be the limit. Um, we're trying to, you know, trying to develop some kind of research, some some type of evidence as to how often should someone be scanned after they have the diagnosis. Because the scanning's not good either, right? The problem is that we just don't have research because of the stigma attached to it. Now, I have to say lung cancer kills about 160,000 Americans a year. That's more than the next four cancers combined. So you take all the people who die from breast, colon, prostate, and even add in pancreas, lung cancer kills more people than that. There are two hundred and twenty thousand people diagnosed every year and hundred and sixty thousand people die every year of lung cancer. So it's equivalent to, you know, a jumbo jet of four hundred and fifty people every day crashing. That's that's what we're looking at. And yet it's the cancer that has been forgotten because everybody just says it's due to smoking. Mm-hmm. The first question I am always asked is did you smoke? And I understand that question. I totally get that's it. What I, I you know, <laughs> and you know what the thing is that, and then if I say, when I say no to that, they say, "Did you get exposed to radon?" It's like, so what everybody's doing, I think, is a self protective mode. Like, well, there it must won't be happen Some to reason, me. so yeah. it won't happen to yeah, me. Yeah, I know. So, exactly. And what that's I'm going to say is, and this is going to be scary. Is that your biggest risk factor for lung cancer is having lungs? Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: exactly. your risk factor.
2: That's your biggest risk factor. <clears throat> so November is Lung Cancer Awareness Month which is why I'm here today, I believe. And we have some stuff going on mm-hmm yes so
1: talk to us about what's going on in regard to that how can people become more aware of the the issues around lung cancer and preventative things and that like you mentioned the testing what else can people do
2: so there's, there's actually a lot of different things so um, I guess one of the easiest things would be you could go to uh, lung cancer Alliance is a wonderful organization um, who provides uh, support and awareness for lung cancer a lot of support for anybody die- Diagnosed with lung cancer um, and you can reach them by going to lungcanceralliance.org and um, there's also they, they are they lobby in Washington I've gone down there for advocacy work there is currently um, a bipartisan bicameral how rare is that bill um, just asking Congress to, to look into women in lung cancer And so this bill is—it's—it's been presented. It has co-sponsors. It's in both, so it's in both Senate and the House. And it's literally, it's not asking for money. It's it's just asking for them to look at how can we investigate? Let's get some research going for why are, why is the fastest growing demographic young never smoker women? Why are they developing lung cancer and at such a high rate? And so what's going on? And we need research. And so Congress, so if you wanna get active, you know, talk to your Congressman,
0: go to your Senator and say, you know, look at this bill. Is there anything out there about hormonal changes? Has that been examined and explored? Because God knows it causes everything else. You're
2: you're absolutely right. And estrogen and such has been examined in the past, and it's always kind of like on the fringe because when you think of women, women, you think yeah, of, and yeah. At that age. I mean, that's absolutely. And so, yeah, that is being looked at. And um, and it, a great question because absolutely. And you know, when you think of younger women, the estrogen and such, ab- absolutely, it has to be. Cara, investigated. can I just
0: tell you, I'm a nursing school dropout of. Seven Months, so I, who needed three years, as I say, I learned it all. Seven months. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I learned but, most of my I, medicine from having kids. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But the, I mean, really, that would kind of make sense sure. if it is looking at women. You got to look at those hormones. I mean, because right. they the are 40s, yeah. little yeah. devils, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, they are, aren't they? Yes, 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 they are. So yeah. what? What are you doing now? You okay. and I spoke right. when you came in, when I walked in, and we were talking about how I met you years ago, and you've been very active. And Mm-hmm. And you're staying that way and your yep. plight to get this, you know, to the forefront. What 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 else is happening? So, with that?
2: Uh, you know, I'm part of a, a group. We formed a group uh, myself, my sister, my husband. And now we have this wonderful team of other people who uh, we work really hard at raising awareness and, and support for people who are touched by this. So coming up in November. Um, We have, you've maybe noticed, over Courthouse Square for the last two years, we've planted 1,600 flags in the lawn there. Each flag represents 100 people who will lose their lives to lung cancer this year. So we will be doing that. Now, we're going to be planting them uh, Sunday, October 30th at 1 o'clock. Anybody who wants to come out and help us uh, put these flags out, that'd be great. Um, and we invite people to write the names of people uh, yeah. on those flags if they want to. It's uh, kind of as a honor or a memorial, um, no charge. We don't, November, we don't do any fundraising. Uh, we did our fundraising in the summer so that we have some money to, you know, we donated to Lung Cancer Alliance and some of it we're using to promote these events. And then on first Friday, uh, November 4th, we're going to have our Shine a Light Vigil. And the vigil is really, you know, to support. Yeah, people who have lung cancer and their loved ones really, they don't get the support, you know, because there is that stigma attached. I have talked to so many people who won't even tell anybody what kind of cancer they have. They really? just feel so, and, and and it's just like. And even if they were a smoker, they feel bad because oh, they feel like. I. Well, they're the ones who really I, do. I, but I've, right. but right. I've, so, I've run into smokers who are have tumor marker positive. So they probably would have got it anyway. But because they smoked when they were in college. Yeah, it exacerbated. And maybe they only, no, not, no, maybe not even that. Maybe they smoked when they were in college for three years or something like that, which technically isn't even a risk factor. But now they can't say I'm a never smoker. Yeah, I smoked yeah. in college. Everybody goes, oh, right. see, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not fair. And so the other thing I'm going to ask people out there, uh, whoever's listening to this, if you run into somebody who has lung cancer or a relative, please don't ask them. Because yes. if they did, believe me, they're already feeling mm-hmm. bad. Um, Karen, I asked you. I'm sorry, and it's a. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but so I just asked for. I'm ten
0: <laughs> years out, and I'm good with this. And yes. I'm because you, okay. you do automatically think that as uh, soon as somebody says it, I'm sorry. It automatically goes. I, down. Did it also? I I'm just as to blame mm-hmm. as anybody else, you know, because that
2: but was my I never thought process thought about until the, ten
0: years ago. The 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 shame factor, I guess. Right. Go. Not only are you dealing with the illness, but now you're dealing with right. the fact that a you did smoke, or b you never did, and now people think you did, and they think that's your own fault. So I, to speak. I've had people
2: back away from me when I said I had lung cancer. Oh but God. here's the thing: smoking what? Smoking is a risk factor for breast cancer. I know. You would never months. dream to ask. somebody with breast cancer or smoke or drink because alcohol is a risk factor i mean you know these things are risk factors we just don't think to ask
0: those thank goodness i'm not saying we should but it's socially acceptable to ask if you smoked that's That's the difference and
2: and i'm just going to say please don't you know please uh, if if i can get that word outed and then please come to our events we'll Mm -hmm. we'll have them in the newspaper they're right at courthouse square um scranton uh so first friday is our vigil come to our vigil believe me no fundraising we're not going to be hitting you up for money anything like that that where this is to just offer our support and go to the lungcanceralliance.org website because if you or a loved one have lung cancer they have a ton of support information they'll hook you up they have a phone buddy system they'll hook you up with people it's just great so
0: Karen, what, what, that very quickly but when i saw you and your husband in the paper what was that for was that how long ago was that because that's when I read, and I didn't realize you. Was it about the alliance? Oh, that was
2: probably last year. I last think the vigil last year. Okay. I think we were in the paper. But I mean, we were in a little bit this past summer because we did a lapse for that lung might cancer have been what event. it, was. That's so it what didn't it was. seem and too then, long ago. And, so. and we did a big event at the vault in Scranton and, okay. and, and such, you know, trying to raise funds. Because that's where we read and knew, didn't. Right. And so, so the November 4th event, you're talking about Shine a Light on Lung
1: Cancer. Mm-hmm. Is that also at Courthouse Square? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: That will be right there where the flags are. And, okay. um, and again, LungCancerAlliance.org. If this radio obviously goes outside of the Scranton area, oh, yeah. there are Shine a Lights all over the world. So if you go to LungCancerAlliance.org, you can actually find a, uh, a Shine a Light near you and okay. they're because they're, they're everywhere there's one in the poconos i know um sometimes there's there's one down in wilkes-barre oftentimes so they're all over the area and they're all over the world actually and say the
0: time again for november 4th november 4th five thirty. okay all right well karen thank you so much continued good thank health you. my friend you look wonderful and keep up the good work <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me you're today. welcome come back it. anytime we'd love to have you right lynn uh, yeah. anytime and
2: where can they reach you Um, They can reach me, um, you know, uh, LungCancerAlliance.org can put you in touch with me. Uh, You can reach me through the medical school also. Um, Okay. You know, if you call the Commonwealth Medical College uh, or my email is krscott at tcmc.edu.
0: There you go. Great. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we will see you soon, everyone, or talk to you soon anyway. Have a great weekend. It's a long one this weekend. And uh, be nice and be be safe and be nice. Let's get it. So I have to be nice. Bye. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.